When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So about last night, that was uh, that was pretty bad for for both the Pirates and MLB as a whole. Uh, just an embarrassing night overall. Bucks lose a series to Tampa Bay Rays, eight to one. They lose their third straight game. Just on a really big cold streak right now. Something we haven't said up to this point much uh, during the season. Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, May fourth, twenty twenty three. For my Star Wars fans out there, may the fourth be with you and also with you. And we thank you so much for joining us here on your morning bucket, Joe, on the Fan First Sports Network. Talk the planks, morning bucket, Joe. That is uh, really bad night uh and it seemed like after uh tuesday night's game uh the big question was how can it get any worse well it did on uh wednesday night at tropicana field again just an all-around game where it seemed like a one-sided affair in favor of the tampa bay rays uh it's it's really cut and paste uh pittsburgh took a one nothing lead in the third thanks to a solo home run by andrew mccutcheon uh kudos to him hitting it off shane mcclanahan one of if not the best pitcher in the al right now uh took him deep to left field gave him a one nothing lead but then stuff really started to hit the fan in the bottom of the inning an error by uh, rodolfo castro that would have had the pirates out of the inning allowed the tying run to score that being yandy diaz and then Brandon Lowe uh, doubled to left center field, took a bad hop on center fielder Brian Reynolds, allowed two runners to score. Tampa Bay took their first and only lead of the game. Uh, Wander Franco reached on a throwing error by second baseman Juan Bay in the bottom of the fifth, it, and it allowed a run to score. It's 4-1 Tampa Bay at this point. And then, of course, Harold Ramirez uh, singled in uh, later in the inning to make it a 5-1 game. Josh Lowe then homered on a fly ball to right field in the sixth inning. It was 6-1 Tampa Bay at that point. Wander Franco followed that with a pimp job of a home run to make it a 7-1 game. Franco, we'll talk more about him later because he was just all around idiotic, in my opinion. And then Luke Rayleigh capped off the scoring with a double in the bottom of the eighth. And that left off the game 8-1 in total. Pirates outscored 8-1, out hit 10-7, and they committed two errors compared to Tampa Bay's clean slate of nothing. Unfortunately for Mitch Keller, he suffered the loss in the game. Um, on paper, he looked bad, but hey, he pitched a lot better than he actually could. Didn't get much defensive help. Uh, he went five innings, allowed five hits, five runs. One of them earned uh, one walk, struck out eight, lowering his uh, season ERA to 332. Overall, he pitched all right. Jose Hernandez coughed up the big home run to, um, to low. 
and that makes his ERA on the season 142. Cody Bolden got a little roughed up, two earned runs and two innings pitched, gave up four hits, uh, did collect three strikeouts, though, so there is a silver lining to that. Um, and Derek Shelton, after the game, said the Pirates just aren't playing complete baseball. We just haven't played well. I mean, you know, I don't know what if there's anything specific to it. If it's the fact that it's the series, it's the fact that, you know, the ball on turf, you know, there's there's a lot of factors to it. We just haven't played well, and they've played well, and they're really good. And if you give them extra outs, they will capitalize on it. And with the way their pitching is, you cannot give them extra outs. Yeah, he summed that up perfectly. The Rays are a team that you can't afford extra extra opportunities to, and that's exactly what the Pirates did. Again, poor defense. Both Rodolfo Castro and G1 Bay, they looked bad. Bay kind of shot himself in the foot in a way. I mean, he made a fantastic diving catch. And then right after that, that's when he made that uh, erroneous play. A lot more runs to score, just all-around bad game. And Sheldon also emphasized this was not Mitch's fault at all. We gave too many opportunities. I mean, Mitch threw the ball well. I mean, he had good stuff, but you cannot give a team like that extra outs, and we gave them extra outs, which cost Mitch extra pitches. I mean, we just didn't catch the ball, and we played sloppy, and and we have to play better than that. Yeah, he's kind of right there. Actually, he's very right. Um, That was not Mitch's fault at all. Again, he played, he pitched well. Uh, Just on paper, it might look a little bad. Um, And I give Shelton a lot of credit. And here's where I want to take up the majority of the time of this podcast. Uh, Well, actually, before we do, let's hear from Mitch Keller. Uh, I I like the mindset that he has, which is just put this loss behind you. Focus on the next one. Every team is going to hit rough waters uh, during the season. So it's how can you get out of it and how can you bounce back the fastest? I think the really good teams um, can flush it really quickly and get back after it tomorrow and not let it snowball. So. That'll be the challenge for us is uh, not letting it snowball uh, here in the next few games. That's something a leader says, and Mitch Keller has really shown that, you know, you can overcome anything. And I think if there's anybody that you want to hear those words from, Mitch is that guy. So back to the big topic of the night. So let's flash it back to Tuesday night first. Uh, Adrian Johnson, horrid behind the plate. Uh, His umpire scorecard looked actually a lot better than some people thought, myself included. Uh, but But his poor performance on Tuesday carried over into Wednesday night and Johnson was at third. The pirates were in the third base dugout. Things got heated in the fourth inning. Now the pirates at this point, they're trailing three to one. They've already seen some bad play and Shane McClanahan appeared. Now I'm going to say appear. I'm trying to watch my words here. Uh, It appeared that he uh, violated the pitch clock and then was given more time than he was allotted. Shelton just went off and you know, he, he knows that MLB needs to be accountable for this. I had a disagreement with how the clock was being run. I had a disagreement with how the clock was being run yesterday. Uh, you know, this is a issue that that I discussed with MLB this morning, and I'm sure we'll probably, I'm sure we'll probably discuss it tomorrow. But uh, I just I had an issue with how the clock was being run. So at this point, and if you were watching the game last night on AT and T Sportsnet or Bali Sports, whichever you may have access to, uh, you clearly saw that Adrian Johnson was not behaving in a professional way. One in a way that one would expect a major league umpire to act. Um, once Shelton was tossed. Now I give Shelton a lot of credit and we'll talk more about him here in a second. Um, I give him a lot of credit. He doesn't fly off the handle too, too much. I think in his time since he took over Pittsburgh, he's only been ejected four games, including tonight. Now some might have to fact check that, but off the top of my head, that's what I'm thinking. Um, when Adrian Johnson just had a chip on his shoulder last night. He was kind of, in my opinion, looking for a reason to eject Derek Shelton. Uh, we flash it back to Tuesday night. There was an issue with the Rays pitcher who quick pitched Austin Hedges. 
Um, this is one of their relievers in the bullpen game. Hedges was visibly upset. Derek Shelton was upset too. During that point, he was pointing all around the base path saying, Hey, you're going to call something like this. Now I'm not sure what it was. 50% of pirates fans are saying it was a Bach. The other 50% are saying it wasn't a Bach. Um, so take it for what it, what it is. If you think it was a Bach, good for you. If not, then also good for you too. Uh, but Shelton and Hedges surely thought that he, that Hedges was quick pitched and they were complaining already. Nothing was done. And then according to several outlets on Twitter, um, Shelton and Hedges were told after the game by the umpiring crew that they missed the Bach. So yeah, they showed accountability, but at the same time, they didn't do it in game. They couldn't correct it there. And to their credit, they didn't toss Shelton or Hedges at that point because they knew they screwed up. So I'll give that to them. But then you carry over into Wednesday night and Adrian Johnson is flying off the handle with Shelton. Um, I understand he was kind of matching the level of attitude that Shelton was giving. But at that point, Shelton just had enough. And I, I think his his attitude was justified at that point. Uh, but when you have Adrian Johnson shouting F you getting in the face, just completely reactive to Derek Shelton. Whether he agreed with what Shelton was saying or not is just completely unprofessional. And it's not just Adrian Johnson, and I feel like I'm targeting him at this, but it's not. It's that entire umpiring crew. Um, the only reason I say, I say Adrian Johnson is because he was the primary guy in Tuesday night's game. And again, he was the reason why Shelton was tossed during Wednesday's game. You know, his name was at the forefront of it. But I blame all four umpires. They did not control that game at all. Um Strikes were called balls. Balls were called strikes. The zone got noticeably tighter when the pirates were on defense and it got widened whenever the rays were on defense. Uh, It wasn't, it wasn't hidden real well. And so I understand Shelton's, you know, Shelton's point of view, if you will. Um, But again, going back to Johnson, he has no right to match that level of intensity as, as Shelton. When you are an enforcer at the game, um, and, and trust me, I'm, I speak from experience, not from as an MLB umpire, but from like a little league umpire, teener league umpire, you got to keep your cool. You got to maintain composure because then that sets the tone for the rest of the day. If you react, then people are already, you're on people's radar thinking you're going to react the same way and just completely call the game in favor of somebody else. What Adrian Johnson did was completely uncool and unjustified. Um, if he, you know, if, if he's just sick of hearing Shelton argue, that's one thing. Walk away. Don't stick around. Don't get in his face. And then the kicker of it, whenever Shelton finally left, Don Kelly, the bench coach, took over. And there, there's a bit of a divide on Twitter about what exactly was said here. My understanding from what I see is Adrian Johnson was looking at Kelly and saying, I'm looking at you. I'm watching you. I'm watching you. He just kept saying this. And Kelly's looking at him saying, look at the field. You're not here to put on a show for the fans. You're not here to watch me to babysit me. Watch the action on the field. Let's control the action on the field. And I give Kelly a lot of credit for keeping his cool there because if I were him, I would have gotten tossed too. Um, but I mean, the, the way that was all just absolutely broken down was just terrible. And, I, you know, I tweeted personally saying, send him down to lo- to high to low A, not even high A. Send him, send Johnson down to low A because clearly he forgot you know, how to umpire same with his crew. They all need disciplined. And I'm sure there's going to be a call with New York today. If there isn't, then I'm, I'm going to be shocked, but there needs to be a call with New York today saying, you know, just going over things, telling Johnson, you know, disciplining him pretty much. Um, it's just, it's unfathomable to see how that was handled last night. 
And you know, in my point, in my opinion, if you get a guy like Derek Shelton to fly off the handle, you know, you screwed up as an umpire or as an enforcer of the game. Cause Shelton is a very mild mannered guy. And when you get him to react the way that he did last night, then yeah, you're doing a pretty bad job and you need to step it up. I, I, I give credit to Shelton and the world, all the credit in the world to him. He did everything he can. Uh, sometimes you just need to get rung up to prove a point. And Shelton did that last night. And again, more credit because Tuesday night, he didn't let Austin Hedges get tossed, which is great. Um, so I really hope this, you know, this brings the, this catches the attention of those in New York. I hope there's change because it absolutely needs to be taken care of. Uh, but I'm not going to sit here and say the umpires were the main reason the pirates faltered. Cause that's just not true. I understand the middle infield is bad right now with O'Neill Cruz out. But when you're G1 Bay, when you're Rodolfo Castro and you're both making critical errors at a really big point in the game, I know it was early, but I think at that point, well, first of all, Castro's would have got us out of the inning and Bay, you would have gotten an out for a run. Instead, you got nothing. So you can't have that sort of thing. And again, with Cruz's injury, I know it throws the pirates into a weird mix. You know, they have to adjust with what they're given. Um, but at the same time, you got to put pretty good infielders in there. And I'm trying to find the right wording without getting over the top with my emotions. You need to get guys in there that are consistent on defense. And I saw people clamoring on Twitter that, you know, Oh, Mark Mathias makes that play. Well, we don't know that he could, but at the same time, he didn't get the opportunity to do that but I'm not also going to weigh all my chips on Mark Mathias and his defense, because you know, if he would have made that same mistake, people would have said, why is G one Bay not there? It's just a weird spell. Um, I, I'm surprised Tucapita Marcano was not at second. If I'm being honest, I thought he's a much better defender. I think he can make better contact. And of course he can bunt like G one Bay can. Um, Rodolfo Castro at short. He's hit or miss. And we really have no other person to play there right now. Some ideas that were floated to me were Chris Owings. No, Chris Owings is not good. Don't bring him up. Um, Nick Gonzalez, I think, is still hurt. So it's not like we have any reinforcements that are readily available. Um, but yeah, you, yeah. It's, this wasn't all the umpire's fault. The Pirates, they made their own mistakes. They know what they did. Um, I will say, though, I think it could have been a lot worse. It absolutely could have. But I think the leadership, again, if we're going to end on an, on a high note, then that's what we need to commend. Leadership by Kutch, Santana, Connor Joe, all of them, they did a great job at maintaining the younger guys and keeping them focused on the game. Um, and even some of the homegrown guys, too, like Brian Reynolds, Mitch Keller. I mean, a lot of them, they helped out, too, in sort of keeping composure. So I give them all the credit in the world for that. Last thing I want to say, and this is a little bit of a joking matter, but it's also kind of serious. Ever since Drew Maggi got sent down to Altoona, the Pirates have played awfully. Now, I know the situation's a little different, but again, I'm just kidding. That is, I just wanted to joke. You know, we've been talking about the negative all show or all this show. So let's end out on a high note with a little bit of a joke. But it's also a factual observation, too. Well, the Pirates will try to at least salvage one game on this road trip to St. Pete's. Uh, before coming home for the weekend to face the Toronto Blue Jays. I think at that point, they'll have a little bit of a better opportunity against the Jays. Uh, Vince Velasquez looks to keep his hot streak alive. He goes up against Zach Eflin, also hot 3-0, three flat ERA. Vinny V, 4-2 with a 3.06 ERA. Uh, good pitching matchup to end the series with. I'm not entirely sure how it's going to turn out, but if past two days are any indicator, um, it's not looking good for the Pirates. My thing, it's a loss series. Just play your game, get out of St. Pete and focus on the road ahead. It's a long season. So 
Uh, 110 first pitch from the Trop. Vinny V and Zach Eflin. Pirates look to salvage at least one from the Tampa Bay Rays. That's this morning's Morning Bucket Joe. We overflowed the cup a little bit, but with everything that happened last night, I think we needed to dissect it just a little bit. Go ahead, follow Talk the Plank on Twitter at Talk the Plank Pod. You can follow me at underscore Radio Jake. Follow Bucks Dugout as well. You can also follow the Fans First Sports Network at Fans First SN. Thank you so much for joining me. We'll have another Morning Bucket Joe tomorrow right here on Talk the Plank.